1: Parents can be pulled in many different directions when it comes to schooling. While many decide that homeschooling will work best for them, they may not realize that the process can begin well before school age. I'm Rachel Rainbold, author of Sage Homeschooling and Sage Parenting, and today we're talking about homeschooling with your toddler. This is Parent Savers, Episode 98
4: Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents from the newborn years through kindergarten. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who join us week in and week out, and thanks also to those of you who are listening for the first time. As you may know, you can join our Parent Savers Club and receive special access to bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts from time to time. And if you haven't already, please make sure to download the free Parent Savers app, available in the Android and iTunes marketplace, and you'll automatically have access to all the Great parenting advice and conversation we have on Parent Savers every week. Obviously there's some more people in the room. Let's meet everybody uh that's gonna be we'll be talking about homeschooling your toddler. Uh my name's Johnner. Uh I have three boys, a seven year old, a five year old, and a two-year-old. And we do not homeschool, but I uh in reading Rachel's book and we have friends that homeschool. I mean, there's definitely a lot of things that I think resonate with us. So I think it's it's a really interesting topic and I really I'm looking forward to also talking about starting the process early as well. Mm
0: I'm Emily Nguyen. Um, I also have three boys, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old, almost two-year-old. Um, and we do homeschool, my oldest and my middle and my youngest, all of them.
3: Nice. Hi, I'm Nita Mehta, and I, also, I have two kids, a boy and a girl. My son is five and my daughter is three, and I'm homeschooling, formerly homeschooling my son, and my daughter joins in. So she participates.
5: Cool. Well, I'm Erin Esteves, um, OG Mamacita, officially geriatric. That's me. I have one boy, and his name is Cash, and he's about two and a half. Um, and also, I just wanted to point out that if you would like to participate in our shows, but you can't make it to the studio, you can be a virtual panelist. You can like us on Facebook. You can shoot us a question. You can also hashtag vp to twitter our sunny she um is the master of all things that tweet so be sure and send us your questions
4: yes and uh it's we love having you guys participate when we do record the shows we put out uh topics but we also do it throughout the week uh weeks leading up to having our experts on so definitely chime in and join us and we love including your questions on the show
5: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
4: Before we talk about today's topic, homeschooling your toddler, uh, we're going to take a look at an app that uh, we've all checked out and let you guys know what we think and whether it's an app that we can recommend. Today we're talking about ABC Wildlife from Peapod Labs, LLC, and the app icon is uh, kind of like a little kid dressed up as a tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cute. And so it's two ninety nine. It's available on the App Store for iOS, um, and what it is is... It's a way for kids to learn about all these different animals and there's a grid that's presented at the front and it's got different letters and you click and you see this beautiful picture of the animal. It's spelled out in pretty neat letters at the bottom and you can interact with the pictures in a lot of different ways.
1: Yeah, it has a YouTube video on it. It has like fun facts about the animal and a lot of them have little games that you can do um, revolving around information about the animal too.
4: So what's cool is uh, just from playing around with it is that it's interesting for a lot a broad range of ages.
1: Mm-hmm. What I love about it is that there's really nothing that a toddler can click where they need the help of an adult, which right. That's <laughs> which awesome. is great for places like in the car when I yes. can't like help him. Um, so he can click on anything, any any video, any animal, any button, and it will show him something interesting. And then my older kids can dive more into like the spelling and the fun facts, like the scientific end of it. So it really appeases all of my herd equally. <laughs> <laughs> and even
4: the videos are right in the app too. Yeah.
1: And there's no way they can charge anything. Yeah, yeah, no in-app in in purchasing.
4: Yeah, there's not that available. But if you, but again, if you haven't done that already, go to your settings on your phone <laughs> and turn off in-app purchases. Like that's the first thing you have to do if you let your kids oh, so use yeah, your phone at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you have to turn it off because okay. otherwise you can end up yeah. like somebody in this room with hundred and fifty dollars worth of Smurf berries. <laughs> 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 like it happens. And it, and I mean it's almost oh, like a rite man. of passage for parents now that and I'm sorry to get sidetracked, but that <laughs> oh we finally had our first in app purchase inadvertently from <laughs> our kid. I guess our kid's really growing up that they <laughs> They've really done it. So You have to turn that off, otherwise they're totally going to charge stuff. But this app is um is really cool. It's got these great pictures of I saw a jackal and a snail. Mm-hmm. I think there's a ton of animals. Polar there's bears. More yeah, than just more bears. than one for each letter, yeah. and so it's there's a ton of really really cool stuff. And I think that you know some people react to oh I have to spend three dollars on an app, but you're getting the peace of mind that. There's nothing that they're going to be able to do in there that you don't want. There are very,
1: very, very, very few apps that I would expose my toddler to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just because there are always things they can click where it exits and stuff it's about. And a lot of it I feel like is kind of like candy for the brain. Like it's kind of just not that great for you and sort of spins your wheels but you're g- not getting anywhere but this one's really cool it's like you can get up close with polar bears and birds and jaguars and watch the videos it's sort of like an intro to accessing information through the internet even like mm. from a really early age
4: yep yeah. and there's just tons of different educational aspects to it yeah. so what's the verdict thumbs up or thumbs down from Parent Savers I'll
1: going
5: with up thumbs up
4: <laughs> thumbs up for me thumbs what do you up. guys think
5: oh definitely uh, we've not used it but I would give it a
3: thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> it looks great I'm totally getting it <laughs> <laughs> nice
4: so definitely right we'll have all the information on our episode page on the website and
3: it is possible i think abc wildlife also has some other abc mm-hmm. like, yeah i think it's a series it's, of it's a, a series so if you like that one the yeah. other ones that we've used again are very age appropriate for the three-year-old toddler even the older child so mm-hmm. nice
4: abc wildlife from peapod labs go check it out on the app store parent savers recommends it Today's topic on Parent Savers is homeschooling your toddler. Today we're talking with <laughs> Rachel Rainbolt, uh, who's going to uh, tell us about her homeschooling experience and how even toddlers can be a part of the homeschooling um, environment and process. So thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
4: So before we talk about homeschooling toddlers, why don't you tell us a little about your path to get to homeschooling? And I know you talk about it a little bit in your book, too.
1: Yeah, well, I came, I was raised in traditional school, so I didn't really question that there was any other path. I wasn't really aware that there was any other path for like regular people um, <laughs> like me. Um, but so we, when it was time to put my first into kindergarten, it didn't really feel right. And handing him over to these strangers in this big school really wasn't setting right. But again, I just sort of assumed this is what everybody does.
4: Well, so many parenting decisions, a lot, and yeah. you have to really look at them are, well, wait, this is how I did it. But exactly. if it doesn't feel right, and it's really, really hard yep. to break that momentum. Yeah, and you didn't even do it right No,
1: away. And I, this is like what I do. I like investigate parenting choices. I write about them. And still, like, just the archetype of traditional school was so pervasive that even I couldn't get around it. Um, yeah, anytime you're doing something like because everyone else does it, that's right. just like a red flag. <laughs> <head should>, right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then if you consciously decide that you want to do it, too. Yes. But just,
1: yes. Yeah, just doing it because you think you have But school is really to. a lot like that. Yeah, it is. So, we put him in school. And then, over the course of a few years, just his like fiery, passionate curiosity and love of learning was just being totally snuffed out. and And so then I really started looking into other options. It was just sort of his natural state was was sort of going away and being changed to what you had to be like to be successful in traditional school. And thats, yeah. I wanted more for him,
4: yeah. And so you started. Did he go through first grade or was it after kindergarten? It
1: was in middle of second grade when we made the switch. Got it. We first switched to the homeschool program through the district, which is sort of like training wheels (laughs) 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 into the homeschooling world. Because it was like the same work at the same level with, you know, a lot of involvement from the district. Uh, And then we sort of at the end of that school year, we launched into uh, homeschooling through a charter.
4: Got it. And I mean, I will say for for our, our oldest is in first grade mm-hmm. and it's I mean, I actually see him blossoming and thriving in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I so I do think that it's it, each kid. It can be different. And so mm-hmm. we're not here to say you have to go homeschool your kids, but we are no. talking about some of the really great parts of it and we, how we just want to open parents minds totally. to the
1: idea that there is a whole world of options so yeah. you don't just you're not just stuck in the one thing that you think you have to do
4: right exactly um, so what do you think are some of the misconceptions then about homeschooling
1: oh there are so many that it's like extremist yeah. or you know there's a common misconception that it's only associated with like a uh, devoutly religious population right. everyone it's little house on the prairie yeah. right? <laughs> right. Right. sister right. wives yes, <laughs> God. yes. um that it's not social like i used to tell myself anytime i would start to think about homeschooling i would say oh well my son's so social like it would never work for him um right. but we have far more social opportunities now that we homeschool than he was getting in traditional school yeah it
4: doesn't mean isolation yeah, yeah. it does
1: not mean isolation at all whatsoever um, that they would be academically behind. I think that was a fear that my husband had. Hopefully, he doesn't mind me calling him out here. But <laughs> 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 too bad. Yeah, I Same here. Because yeah, it's yeah. Uh-huh. A, a f- sort of a fear, a misconception of that. Um, but we've found the opposite. That just without sort of the um, the structure of like you're doing this today, and then the bell rings, and you're done with it. And then tomorrow you do that. They're really free to just keep going and excel. Um, So I would say all my kids are ahead of sort of the traditional school timeline academically. Right. Um, And then that the teacher role, too, that I think there's a misconception that if you homeschool, you have to sort of become something different. Like you have to be a teacher, like where you stand in front of the room and you lecture to your kids and, you know, you have your books and things like that. Um, But it's really not like that at all. It's really just an extension of the relationship you already have where you are sort of your kid's guide to the universe and you just get to continue that.
4: Do you have a, like a place in your house set up where you do do curriculum or lessons? Because I would yes as someone no. who doesn't homeschool, like I yes. imagine. Oh, you homeschool? <laughs> you must have a classroom yeah. set up. No, in my the in my
1: home we do not have like a classroom set up. We right. have. Um, my kids will do their work in the hammock in the backyard. We'll go to a museum downtown in Balboa Park. We'll, we sort of do it everywhere. It's just sort of folded into our lives. We do have a room. Um, I have a bunch of pictures of on Pinterest, which I call our playroom because it has all of our toys, all of our curricula, like all the books. and. Yeah. There's a desk with the laptop on it, you know, so that it can have like a charging station like where the iPads are, you know. So it's sort of like the sort of the launching library. Yes, the library. The library. (laughs) Yes, the study. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not often in that room actually doing the work. So like yesterday, my littlest one was napping on my chest and then my other one was snuggled next to me on the couch and we were going over his um, reading stuff. You know, that's sort of how it works.
4: Yeah, and I mean, that's not unlike most families probably these days have at least one dedicated room in their house just kind of given over to the, the kids. Yeah. That they play yeah. With yeah. And
1: ours is open to our living room, so it's like one big space, but it just sort of occupies like one portion of that big yeah. open space.
0: And ours is like that too. It's like a playroom that has evolved. Like mm-hmm. we have a big kid, we call it our project table that has art supplies always available, mm-hmm. books close by, paper readily available, mm-hmm. scissors and tape and glue because the other thing that we try to instill in our kids is that whatever they're working on is work. I mean, what, f- what looks like play to us right. is really valuable work. Yeah. Play and is so the I work of childhood. Exactly. Yeah. I think we tend to you know, separate that and say, you're doing schoolwork or you're playing. Right. And the implication is the play is not mm-hmm. valuable. And so we call that our project table. We do some
1: school stuff there. We do. Yeah. That it's not valuable and it doesn't lead to real learning. To real learning. Quote exactly. Exactly. real learning. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Which is so pretty much the opposite of what's true.
0: <laughs> yes. You no,
4: know, I mean, I mean, that's why kids play. That's how they're. Yep. Learning. That's how
0: they learn. And it's hard work mm-hmm. that they're doing. It's yeah.
4: interesting. You say the art supplies. We have art supplies out at our house and we have so many families come over and say, our kids love coming over because they get to paint here. Yeah. They're shocked. And and it's like, yes, washable paint. And (laughs) they like it. Like, we have an art station set up for them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But a lot of parents, like, stifle that. Yeah. Or don't want it because they don't want to deal with the mess. There is a
1: lot of, like, as parents, um, we tend to limit, like, our kids' experiences because of Mm -hmm. fears of them taking risks or concern about messes and...
4: Or too much stuff in the house. Too
1: much (laughs) clutter, things like that. And my house is uncluttered, but... I'm a big fan of, like, learning happens through living life, and in order for that to take place, you have to have experiences. And so, like, we don't have a whole lot of, like, toys that do the playing for you, but we have a whole lot of, like, supplies. Like you said, like, paint, tape. You'd be surprised how much fun they could have and how much, like, structural engineering they can learn from, like, some cardboard recyclables and a whole bunch of tape, you know, stuff like that.
4: I think for parents that even aren't even thinking of homeschooling but are interested about the topic, a lot of the stuff you say is how it can... That's how some of the principles can be applied to mm-hmm. the life. Like, I remember we learned at our preschool something that you just said, too. Toys that don't do the play for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think homeschooling is a lot about thinking about things from that perspective. Yeah. Yes. You
3: become a little more selective about yeah. what objects you do bring in. And I've that's what I've noticed is how can this stimulate them? How can it build motor skills? How can it... Ma- instill some imagination and creativity versus a toy that'll just, you know, and they usually lose interest in those non imaginative exactly. yeah, toys. They do after one a day. thing and it does yep. it for them. Right. So it is a little homeschooling, it is a little bit about picking and choosing what you're going to have in that area mm-hmm. set aside in your house.
5: So you is. all sound so savvy about this. You know, <laughs> you 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 talk about toys that do the playing, toys that don't. Oh, this whole motor skills blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know, I'm just I know disrespect, but I'm saying for, Is it intimidating? Know, yeah, it's yeah. daunting. It's horrifying. Like so I read Sage Parenting, I read Rachel's book and I really have to recommend it because it laid things out in a very plain, simple and achievable way, things that I had never occurred to me and it made homeschooling um, bite size you know and for those of you that are listening that you haven't a clue like I, you know I'd always been teased that my education essentially made me the perfect governess <laughs> but you know I, I didn't know how to apply that to my child yeah. and so even though you guys are saying all this stuff here it still is a little scary <laughs> <It's> scared, <laughs> I'll hold your hand i scared <laughs> So the point I'm trying to make is thank you, (laughs) thank you (laughs) for the book, and it really gave me a starting point and a guide. So I'm very excited and. Do you think that you
4: might homeschool Cash? Absolutely, hundred percent,
5: hundred percent. And you know, it's funny because this is something my husband and I had always talked about before. But I was really afraid of it because it was something, like I just said, that's super Mm -hmm. daunting. And, like, where do you start? What does it mean? Do I have to get a map to pull down from the ceiling?
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Where
4: do you get those overhead projectors?
5: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) big whiteboard. You know, like, I had no idea that things like the PE would be incorporated through your school district Mm -hmm. or, you know, that – that I had no idea the things that you had access to. And I'm really excited about it because there's a really cool charter school in San Diego that's a French language immersion. Mm. And I'm like, ooh, I wonder if they do a homeschool program. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm very excited, yeah.
4: All right, so let's close out this first half, but we're talking a lot about homeschooling and that obviously applies to older kids. Like what age do, is it traditional or does the district support it if you're partnering with other schools, homeschooling?
1: Well, if you're going through, like, a district, you're talking about kindergarten entrance. Right. So that's five or six. Yeah. But really, I mean, from the moment your baby is born and, like, placed on your chest, you're teaching them love and security and trust. And everything from, you know, homeschooling just extends from there. You're just always teaching and your child is always learning from you. So it doesn't necessarily have to look like you're a teacher and you're a student. It's it's an extension of this parent-child relationship that that you get to sort of flesh out and enjoy.
4: It's weird. It seems like what we need to do is blow up everything people think about homeschooling.
1: please. Yes.
4: And if you think about it as from the moment they're placed on the mom's skin for the first time and you're the guide to the universe. And of course you can homeschool your toddlers. Mm. But I think some people might think, oh, I never would have thought that I'm homeschooling my toddler.
0: And I think... I think a common misconception also is that you need to have the background of an educator. You, people always say to me, oh, well, you were a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I always think, well, yeah, I was an early childhood educator, but I'm teaching my eight-year-old <laughs> yeah. because I can. Yeah. We know our children best. Um, a lot of it is not about feeding in the information. It's about helping them Blossom Accessed in our curiosity, yeah, and Foster acting that, as the support learning. and acting as the right. Mediator. and you say
5: those and again, but those words are scary. Yeah, those yeah. words insinuate that I know what the frick is going on, <laughs> well, like with, <laughs> with child development. But, but, Although, but what I yes. want to say is that this is, I have a perfect example of something that before yesterday or before I finished reading the book, I never would have associated as a homeschooling moment. And that's explaining to my two-and-a-half-year-old the difference between glass and plastic. Mm-hmm. Bingo. You know, because he could he can use the plastic cups, glass c- glasses, cups. He can t- pick those up at will. Mm-hmm. But the ones with glass, he needs help from mommy or daddy. Mm-hmm. And I realized, uh, hello. Mm-hmm.
1: Ding, ding, ding. That's yeah. homeschooling. Yeah, right. there like- exactly. <laughs> Yesterday, I was drinking a drink that had ice in it. And my two-year-old was poking the ice. And he said, cold. And I said, yeah that is cold. Where else is there cold? And he ran over to the freezer. He said, open, open. So I opened the freezer and he's touching the ice cream and the ice packs, cold, cold. cold. And then I said, what about hot? Where is there hot? You know, and he pointed up to the sink. So I picked him up. We filled the sink with hot water. Again, this is one of those things where you don't, you can be an attentive parent and not have to try to shelter them from everything you think might be too risky. Filled it with hot water while I was right there. And we put the ice from my drink in the hot water. And like he took a spoon and mixed it around, like hot. Where'd ice go? Where'd ice go? You know, talking all about that. That's homeschool, and he's too. Right?
4: Yeah, and so we think about that as just
1: that's science,
4: engaged parenting, but it's homeschooling. That's and so homeschooling. let's let's take a break because uh, we got to split this into two segments. We'll talk more about setting up and s- dealing with toddlers and what we can, what things the family should set up and have, and how they can just incorporate it into their lives. Because that was an awesome teaching moment that you guys both talked about. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers. Today, we're talking about homeschooling your toddler with Rachel Rainbolt. So let's talk about materials, though. I mean, I know we don't have to set up a classroom, but what are some good things for families to have on hand or around the house when they're... Homeschooling, and I'm using it in quotes now because I feel like it's almost—it's it's almost like this yes. word that is very loaded. Yes, it is. I completely
1: yeah. agree. I love that. Let's do, just all you <laughs> listeners just visualize air quotes. Uh, right. <laughs> um. So, tools for creation, like we talked about, things that don't do the playing for you. So things like wooden blocks, crayons. My boys, I was just telling Emily the other day, are really into PVC right now, and it yeah. sort of goes to what you were saying. Like, how would you know to even think of that? You know, so I try to break it down in the book like some ideas. But yeah, we went to Home Depot and got a bunch of like two foot long PVC so cheap. scraps, so cheap, with a bunch of different joints that Connectors. you could put. Right, right. Yep, and just sent them in the backyard, and they like attached the hose to the end and yep. created different channels Ooh. and put little toys that they had into it, and they had made races, and you know, they had to work together and they built structures. And all this from, I mean, we spent probably 15 bucks right. on PVC. If you would go
4: try to buy that toy, yeah, right. like, they'd, I'm sure it would be 50 or 75 <laughs> right. bucks for right. the special PVC. But yes, yeah, absolutely. we do, we we actually, it's funny you say that, we do that in the bath
1: too. We put yes. them in the bathtub. Yep, and PVC is great in the bath. Fun. Yeah, yeah. You want to think in terms of supplies like that. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, and I think, I think what you were saying about, um, feeling like, oh, but I'm not creative, I wouldn't think of that, you do. You start to see the world in a different mm-hmm. way. I think you start to see things. I mean, like my husband brought PVC home a couple of years ago because he was fixing one of our pipes. And and I did see it and think, oh, that's great. Yes. We happen to have bricks lying around, which I wouldn't recommend for all children. <laughs> However, and we monitored them very carefully. But you start to see the world that way when you're looking for it. I mean, I think yeah. you have to trust that you would Even see it that way.
3: lately how it's been raining just mm-hmm. launched into this whole discussion about water, cycle. water cycles. Yep. And, you know, even for a toddler, you can explain how the water even just where is it going. And they understand mm-hmm. that enough that it goes in the garden. It goes out to the ocean. These concepts. Mm-hmm. You can take anything in your daily life for toddlers especially mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. turn it into an hour lesson and not even feel like you're teaching, mm-hmm. which is amazing.
5: And that's something that I also wanted to bring up is that now that you, that you girls yeah. <laughs> have really you know, um, delved into this. Now you're speaking and seeing things with those catchphrases, you know, with those, oh, motor skills and, Mm -hmm. you know, all those other neat things that I'm not there yet, but hopefully. Because you witness
1: how they grow from, for example, plastic and glass. Those are great supplies for homeschool. One is heavy. One is shinier. You can, you know, you can see through some plastics. You can always see through, you know, you, you can delve into whole learning, you know, that will stem from just having those supplies around.
4: But what if the learning takes you as a parent to where you don't know the answer?
1: That's a great question. And that's where you get to act as sort of um, somebody who can help teach them to access that information on your own. Because even if you do know the answer, I don't always give the answer to my kids because my... I think sort of my ultimate objective is to foster that love of learning and teach them how to be their best selves. And that's not always going to require me standing between them and the information. So, like, I teach them if they ask me a question, "Hmm, how could we find that answer? Like, oh, well, we could hop on the computer and, you know, do a search. Well... Bailey the ask, asked the other day what a whirlpool was. And I said, you know, well, would you like to read words about what a whirlpool is or would you like to see a video of a whirlpool? And he said, video. I said, great, where can you find that? I can, YouTube, I can hop on the iPad. Perfect, let's do it. You know, and he brought it over and we looked it up. And then he had some more specific questions. Like, I want to learn more, you know, so can we look at some words? And then. You know that can be overwhelming for a 5-year-old having a page after page. So I skimmed through and found a couple that were in sort of bite-sized chunks for him and pulled those up.
4: But you didn't wake up and said, "Oh, here's my whirlpool nope. lesson for today." No, nope, exactly. You were just kind Child of able
1: to. Yeah, yeah, he said Mom, what's a whirlpool? Where he got that from? I have no clue. Yeah. It's so fun. They come up with these questions, and you don't have no idea what inspired. Like maybe he watched the toilet flush. I have no idea. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> and he he wanted to know. And you just as long as you don't stand in the way, you know, they they will continue to have all of these questions just explode out of them. Yeah. And you can teach them how to run after that and chase that information. And the
4: earlier I think that you can nurture.
1: Mm -hmm. answering
4: and engaging them on their questions the Mm -hmm. better i think they talk about how if you don't answer your kids questions now
1: especially we're talking about toddlers with the why's then they're gonna they're gonna quit they're gonna
4: quit asking you questions that why is step
1: one of becoming a lifelong learner yeah that why answer the why show them how to answer it themselves give them materials so that they can discover the why on their own i
4: just turned five year old he mastered the why question. He, <laughs> he like, it, it blew my mind because he would be like, hey, why, like, why is that trash can out today? I don't know. He's mm-hmm. like, why do you think? He'll, he'll say to me, why do you <laughs> think? <laughs> yep. And so I'm like, yeah, why aren't I telling him why do you think? Or maybe he did it, But he, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. will get an answer out of it. And he wants mm-hmm. to hear the, uh, they're just so curious. It's awesome. Yep.
1: yep. And you can channel them to so find that information themselves. So let's meet back here at the window on Tuesday at 8 o'clock and see what happens with the trash cans. You yeah. Know?
4: Um, All right, so let's talk about older siblings um, because I think that's probably how a lot of people would get into this epiphany realization that they're homeschooling their toddlers um, or from listening to the show and realizing it. Um, So, how do you involve kind of your older siblings to help? you're the younger ones or the younger ones more kind of pulled up by what you're doing with the older sibling
1: well it's great because i really don't actively do much in the way of encouraging it i focus on actively encouraging respectful connected relationships between the siblings i have three little ones who are eight five and two um but the learning the homeschool cooperation again it's just an extension of that existing relationship so my older one will be learning something and he'll get so excited and say, oh my God, babe, 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 come look at this. Did you realize that da 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 whatever it is? And he's like, what, how does that happen? Wes, come look at this, yeah. you know, and they'll, it just extends down the line and up because the younger ones will ask questions to the older ones and they're more willing and able to find out more complicated things. So they'll do the research for it and come back and explain it to the younger ones. So it really goes in all different directions.
4: And having multiple kids, those moments, I mean, and they don't always happen. But they happen a lot. But those moments when they are working together as a team and they almost don't need you mm-hmm. and they're kind of working, it's its, um, it's amazing. When I have
1: found parent. that with homeschooling, that aspect of their relationship has dramatically increased. That's awesome. Because There's when, so yeah, yeah when they, they were, were in, yep, All when the they apology. were in, exactly. That's When so they were cool. in school, they were like part-time brothers, you know, whereas now they're like yeah. full-time brothers. Mm-hmm. So they know that, like, they're each other's, greatest asset in our house you know they can if mom's busy like they have each other to help find that information and share that information with whereas before it was kind of like the school environment got all of that energy all that greatness and then we were kind of left with what was left over like now the meltdown the other- when they got home <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. now it's the, the other way they
4: really around. do hold in the energy
5: at school they hold yeah. in <laughs> in <laughs> have, that stuff, yeah. They they
0: have to, to. to yeah because they're they need to sit and
5: be quiet
0: and use all of the resources for that. Well,
5: I don't know about you guys, but I remember I remember so vividly and clearly being in elementary school and thinking to myself, this doesn't work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. and I, I knew for a fact by the time I was in middle school and high school, I was just like, these, these, these schedules are insane. Yeah. There's no point. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But. Another one of my, my concerns was the idea of, you know, like a full-time school schedule that's like eight hours
1: of schoolwork. Mm-hmm. How can I do that in Plus my Plus home? homework. Yeah, and all that. Well, yeah. It's it's really cool because it doesn't feel like work when you're doing it. So, like, we have – we don't technically unschool. We do homeschool. So basically what that means to me is that we actually have some curriculum books that we use in a sort of structured way, in that I tell my kids they have to choose three things off the curriculum shelf each homeschool day. So that's three days a week for us. Two days they go to a but learning center. They probably center. enjoy it. But they too. enjoy it because they get to choose what it is. Yeah, they can do it on the trampoline. They can discuss it with me. They can, if something in it sparks their interest, they can spend the next two hours sort of falling down that rabbit hole and, and looking for more information about it. It's not like, okay, it starts. You, you know, cross this T, you color in this hat and then it's over.
4: All right. We do need to wrap it up. So what would be, I guess, the last thing you guys would want to make sure, especially for people with toddlers, maybe an errand situation or um, if they have a young kid, maybe one, maybe two that are interested in homeschooling, you know, when can they start? What can they do?
1: Start today, wherever you are, wherever you're at, and just embrace life and living and all of the learning that comes from that, especially from, like, a connected lifestyle. Just get to know your kid and help them get to know the world, and that is homeschooling. Air quotes. Yeah, air quotes on homeschooling.
4: (laughs) Well, thanks so much for joining us. We have... uh, Information about the book and everything on our website, on the episode page, and also what your website is?
1: SageParenting.com. Great.
4: So people can definitely visit that as well. For more information, uh, visit ParentsAvers.com. We're going to continue the conversation uh, with some bonus content from members of our Parentsavers Savers Club. After the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about the costs of homeschooling. Uh, so that's going to be kind of an interesting breakdown. So for more information about that and the Parentsavers Club, please visit ParentsAvers.com.
2: Hello, Parent Savers. I'm Brian Miller. I'm the owner of Geppetto's Toy Stores here in San Diego. And I'm going to talk to you about toys for your six-month-old to about one-year-old. Toys for that age are so exciting. At that age, your children are just exploring everything with their fingers, with their toes, with their mouths. The more colorful, the better. Things that are easy to grasp. At that six-month age, your child's really learning their pincer grasp, their forefinger and their thumb. So things that are easy to pick up are a great small motor skill for that age. Teething, Part of exploration is putting things in their mouth. So you want to make sure they're safe. You want to make sure no small parts. Don't put any toys in the freezer because that'll hurt their gums, but a cold toy sometimes feels good. Things that are, are that are made for teething are really important. Also, your child's larger motor skills are working at that time. At about six months to nine months, they're sitting up. So things that can sit on the floor where they're gonna play with them, maybe nesting blocks or soft stacking blocks, something that can stack and they can tumble over. That's very fun. Also, time on their tummy. Tummy time is really important. So things with sound cause your child to turn and listen and see what's going on. At the end of that stage, sort of nine months to a year, cause and effect, kids love seeing what you can what you can do and make a toy change or make it make noise. So this toy telephone, by turning the knob, making it ring, that's a cause and effect toy. Also, peekaboo, object permanence, when you see something and it's gone and then it comes back. That's why kids love peekaboo. That's a skill they're learning, object permanence. And then as they're going toward a year, larger motor skills, they're starting to walk, they're starting to crawl. When they're crawling something as simple as a ball can motivate a child to crawl and then as they begin to walk they're going to be cruising so walking around a table or even a walker that's very very stable is great for a child of that age you can visit our website geppettostoys.com for more information or for future ideas listen to parent savers for more toy tips in the future that wraps
4: things up for today's episode of Parent Savers. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Groups for Moms Who Breastfeed Their Babies, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. Next week, we'll be talking about taking your child to the emergency room, which is actually something we have some experience with. <laughs> Even recent experience, actually, now that I think about it. Um, I like how in the boob group I put moms who breastfeed their babies. I mean, do we talk about it? breastfeeding other, no. other no. things oh. <laughs> besides their human there children? There
5: have been mentions in literature, <laughs> <laughs> but we won't
4: be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So maybe I oh, maybe we won't call it exactly that yes. anymore on Parent Savers. Alright, thanks so much. for
3: <laughs>
4: Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Parent Savers, empowering new parents.
2: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider.
3: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas